Welcome to Membership Maker, the podcast about how to build a sustainable membership business. I'm your host, Ward Sandler, the co-founder of Memberspace. This podcast is brought to you by Memberspace, which turns any part of your existing website into members only with just a few clicks. It's available for WordPress, Squarespace, Wix, Duda, Webflow, Weebly, Notion, HubSpot, and custom HTML websites. Learn more at memberspace.com. Welcome, everybody. Today, I'm talking with Andrew Gatormson, the co-founder of Circle, a modern community platform for creators. Before that, he spent almost five years at Teachable, where he joined as employee number seven and led a 15-person growth team and marketing as their VP of growth. He has in-depth knowledge of startup growth, SaaS fundamentals, and creators' needs. Andy, welcome to the Membership Maker Podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Sure thing. Starting a community is one thing, but growing it into an active and engaged one is challenging. You have data from thousands of communities, so you must have seen many different initiatives and strategies out there. Can you tell us about an effective strategy you've seen work repeatedly when trying to grow a community? Yeah, so, you know, if I look at the communities that I'm actually most impressed by and actually look at our data, most of the really successful communities are not like 50,000 person communities. Most of our really successful communities where the members are happiest, where the person running the community is most satisfied and fulfilled, it's 150 people, or it's a paid membership of 500 people or 200 people. So one of my favorite examples actually is, is Corey Haynes, who you may know Corey. Corey has um, a community called Swipe Files. It's for marketers. Like Corey went out there and he started out, it's like one by one, he sent emails to people. He he hopped on calls with people. He vetted a lot of folks. And now I think his community is something like 300 people. It's all paid, right? But there's you know good word of mouth and he has happy members because he, he really focused on those first 50 members, right? And then they tell other people. And Corey's you know, great at marketing and all of that, of course. But And he had like a e- small email list. I think when he told me, because I actually interviewed him because I was like, Corey, how did you do this? And I think he had maybe like 1,500 people on his email list at the time, um, but he vetted them all. So it's not, like as far as growth goes, another example would be Anne-Laure LeCumph from Nest Labs, one of our best communities. She has like essentially like a funnel. She described it to me as well, where she puts out a lot of content and that's kind of like the top of the funnel. She introduces people to who she is and she attracts the type of people that that like her kind of content, which is things like neuroscience and productivity and that kind of stuff, right? And then as they get a bunch of touch points with Anne-Laure, she says, oh, by the way, if you really like this, you'll probably like my paid membership. It's $100 a year or whatever it is. And people are just like chomping at the bit to get into her membership and and it's grown really well. And she's done amazing. Uh, but she uses like content marketing and stuff like that, which is just a whole different ballgame. Right. So- for her particularly, it's the goal, the funnel is to eventually get people to convert to pay for the membership, right? That's like her main business offering that she's going for. You know, I don't know if it's like her priority from like, if you look at her entire ecosystem, but what Ann Lore is really great at is writing. She's very prolific at putting out content, but she's really good at connecting with the people in her audience about the stuff that she wrote about, like the stuff that brought them in. So I think for her, it's actually just natural to run a community. She loves this stuff. And then what she told me is that she focuses on in her community when she thinks about like the types of ways that she can give value, right? So she could do like 
hangouts and have like thoughtful discussions and kind of like a more asynchronous form. She created an online course that was very community focused. She chooses, when she thinks of all the ways she can give value, she chooses the one the ones that are most aligned with the types of activities she actually likes doing. She likes hopping on a call with 20 people and like getting deep into a topic. And then she has like, they might have like 20 of those happening over the course of the month. It's crazy. But a lot of times it's led by the members that they have. So it becomes more scalable. So as you grow, if you start to like empower your your members, it becomes a little bit more sustainable than you doing all the heavy lifting. Right. But the key takeaway for folks, because, you know, most people are going to be just in the starting phase if they're if they're going to launch a community. Right. And let's assume they don't have some enormous email list. Right. So you know, the, the average person. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like the, the key when you start is to nurture those folks who are the first members of the community, the first people you invite, interview them, talk with them, really try to understand what they're trying to get out of the community and make and deliver that. Right. What's kind of the next major thing would, or, or milestone or strategy would you say to think about, okay, after I've already right, spoken to all my members, I have a, you know, decently active community, you know, people are posting, you know, a few times a week, but I still want to grow further. I want to get more engagement. I want to get more people in there. What, what are some kind of strategies you might recommend? So the way I think about marketing in general, whether it's a community, whether it's a software product, whatever it is, online course, if I want to sell that, basically drive traffic, convert the traffic into uh, some type of lead, take the lead, convert the lead into a paying customer. So I would still think about it the same way. I would still probably, so I, in the early days, I'd go from like one-on-one calls probably to convert like a lead into, into a customer. I'd probably do that for a while. I might literally do that for the first 100, 200 customers. And by the way, I've done a thousand one-on-one demos this year at Circle. So I'm not, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Like I really believe in this stuff. But as far as the driving traffic and driving leads, I would look to go wherever the folks that belong in my community are, I I would try and find them. If I was looking for zoologists or people that run zoos, I would literally go to like all the associations where all the zoologists hang out and I would try and figure out who's in them. I would literally get like lists of all the people that are in them. I'd reach out to them one-on-one. I might do some stuff where I go into that association and I might say, hey, can I, I'm gonna teach this like workshop all about zoology and all this kind of stuff. And then at the end, I say, hey, if anybody wants to join my community, I'd love to have you, right? And we've done a lot of that kind of stuff where we tap into other people who have the attention of the people you want to bring in to your product. So that's one way if you're starting from from scratch, find somebody who has who could put like 100 people on a webinar and then get 20 of them to, to join your community, like that kind of thing. Teach them, share, like make it valuable. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. All right, Andy, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. We really appreciate it. Would you like to share any resources or recommendations for folks that are trying to learn more about Circle? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if uh, you ever want to run a community and, and kick the tires and see just what the experience can be like, uh, I recommend you grab a, a trial of Circle and, and play around or just say hi on Twitter. It's A. Gatormson on Twitter. You have to search pretty hard to find that, but if you can, <laughs> it'd be great to connect there. Awesome. All right, Andy, thanks again. Yep, thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. There's a direct link in the show notes. We really appreciate it. Learn more at memberspace.com.